the United States Champion of Justice. Fixing America's issues one state at a time. We have serious problems to solve, and we need serious people to solve them. Welcome to the Darian America Show on WCGO. This is America. Don't catch you slipping now. Don't catch you slipping now. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Darian America Show, the United States Champion of Justice, fixing America's issues one state at a time. We are in beautiful but rainy Evanston, Illinois, suburb of Chicago, and I got the fabulous, the beautiful, the phenomenal, the incredible Nancy Drubin, the Hardy Boys with me. What's up, Nancy? Hey, Darian. Can you say any more nice things about me? Because that wasn't enough. I can try, you know, but I may be lying, but no. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'll take what I'll, I get what I get and I don't throw a fit. That's my girl, man. I love Nancy. I don't care what nobody say. You know, people be trying to say stuff. Don't nobody be saying stuff. I love Nancy. Oh, no, you're right. People say plenty. (laughs) Yeah, well, opinions are like backsides. Everybody got one. And Uh, they all stink. Oh, see, and Nancy added on the end of that. I like that. (laughs) Stinky backsides from everybody. (laughs) That's just (laughs) nasty. All righty. Well, let's do this. Let's get it, man. Check it out, y'all. We are back. I know a lot of y'all was like, oh, Darian then got canceled. He didn't talk this smack. No, we're back. Last week, comment, and I had to get him a shout. You know, I do my pre-show fist fight, and I talk a little bit of smack about what I'm going to talk about for the day. But shout out to comment, y'all. Hey, them brothers and sisters up there, out there doing their thing. They're on that pole, and it's cold out there. Anybody who works in the elements, man, I got to give you one because... I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I will not do it. Can't do it. Can't win with them. Won't win with them. I'm not going to do it. So anybody who goes out there and comment was here last week, they knocked all our power out for a while, but they got it done. And for a couple of hours, Darian America had to be preempted and a couple of other shows, they had to be preempted. But it's good because the long haul is I can be here every Saturday. You all can be here with me and the world can go on. But for a couple of hours last week, the world stopped. (laughs) <laughs> like, I bet you think this show is about you, don't you? It is. So, let's get right into it, y'all. Oh, the Bears. This ain't they season, y'all. And I don't care what anybody says. And I'm a diehard Bears fan, but I know when to fold them. I know when to throw the white towel. And if you were watching the game last week, they were playing Detroit of all teams. I'm sitting there, and I got my chest poked out, and I'm like, well, you got a couple of seconds. What is it, a minute and some change? They found a way to lose the game. And it honestly, it makes sense because that's what the Bears do. They are the cardiac Bears. They got blown out by Green Bay the week before. (laughs) Yeah, all of that. There you go, Nancy. Play their theme song because that's the only way we're going to hear it. They don't even have fans at the stadium. And they lost in the last minute of some change to Matthew Stafford. Their new coach, I don't even know the new coach's name. Adrian Peterson looked like AP of old. He was all day, every day, compared to back in the day, what he used to do to the Bears. He did all of that. And the Bears, realistically speaking, and they added an extra team to the playoffs this year. I don't think the Bears are going to be one of those teams. So I'm standing here with the Bears theme in my background. Fire Matt Nagy. Yeah, I said it out loud. Fire Matt Nagy. You think Matt Nagy should still be the Bears coach? Call me, 877-711-5611. Nancy was being nice to y'all playing the theme song. I would wipe my stinky backside with that theme song right now because I can't (laughs) believe they're losing like they are. 
I mean, come on, man. It's a COVID year. You would think, okay, with no fans in the stands, the Bears can focus. I'm going to tell you why I say they should fire Matt Nagy. I think Matt Nagy is an offensive guru. I think he's very intelligent in the X's and O's. He ain't no coach. He's not the head coach. He can be one of those coordinators, and I think he should go back to being a coordinator. Bill Belichick didn't be – he wasn't good the first time he played. Well, he coached. He used to be the coach of the Browns. Did y'all know that? I think Belichick did some time with the Jets, too. He got it right, third strike, third time around. He got the Patriots, and he'd been coaching the Patriots for over 20 years. I mean, hey, he made the decision to pull Brady and make him the starter. You know, it wasn't wasn't my man that used to be the coach of the Giants. I can't even think of his name. I, I see his face, so I don't know why I'm bad with names. But I know one name, Matt Nagy, needs to go. And, Matt, it's no hard feelings. They put you in a position to win. They put you in a position, you know what, you can do whatever you want. He's supposed to be the offensive guru. He's not a guru. He couldn't coach Mr. Trubisky. And what bothers me the most about Mr. Trubisky the thing that a lot of people say is great about him, he doesn't use. He can scramble. Why is Mr. Trubisky not a running quarterback? I wish he would be. Patrick Mahomes is a running quarterback. Even though, and I watched Patrick Mahomes play a little bit this last game they played. That man can throw sideways without looking. Wow. That is a talent in its own. He can throw, he complete passes without watching you, and he'll throw it sideways. He'll dump it underneath. Lamar Jackson has a funky throwing style. But, he will run for the first. Deshaun Watson. And Deshaun Watson be getting killed back there. I don't know what the Texans did to him and his offensive line. But my point is, Mr. Biscuit can run. Why don't you run with him? If you're looking down the field and he does not know how to decipher the defense still, and he's four years into the league, they did decline the fifth option on him, the fifth-year option. Why is Mitch not looking? Why is he not paying attention? Run for your life and slide. I don't care, man, when people talk – you can't shoot nothing off the backboard. Dude, anything that goes through the hoop counts. If he gets yards and it gets positive yards, it counts. You should have been doing that for the four years you've been the Bears quarterback. But no, Mitch wants to still try to stand in the pocket and throw. The Bears receivers, they've never got, I've never seen a Bears receiver get open. Not like that. I mean, Anthony Robinson is doing good right now, yeah. But they don't get open. You know, Jimmy Graham gets open, and that's just Jimmy Graham being, I'm so glad Jimmy Graham didn't start here. Everybody, Jimmy Graham, oh, he can't play no more. <laughs> I pay my money to see Jimmy Graham any day. If you got any suggestions for the Bears, call me, 877-711-5611. I only play sports reporter on the news and on this radio show. I ain't been a sports reporter in a long time. But I know I'm right when I say Matt Nagy needs to be fired. What you waiting for? You going to wait till he play, He coaches next year and the Bears are still sub-par 500? They, you realize they fired Lovey Smith with a 10-6 record. Yeah, he had a winning record. And the only reason he didn't get in the playoffs that year, I mean, how do you go 10-6 and, and not get in the playoffs? You got Green Bay in front of you. So that's all I got to say about that. Maggie, Nagy, I called him Maggie. Might as well call him Maggie. Call him crappy. Matt Nagy needs to go. And no hard feelings. You tried. We gave you four years. Well, Three years. I guess John Fox had the first year. I don't want to give Matt Nagy another year to try to be offensive guru. Let's just go ahead and send him somewhere else and get me a head coach in here that knows how to coach football. So, Bears, it's been nice. They still got some games left. 
and I'm I'll be the first one if they were to win out and make it to the playoffs. Well, that's fine, but they're not going to go past the playoffs. I mean, do you think they can beat Tom Brady and the Buccaneers again? Do you think they're going to beat the NFC? I mean, do you think they'll beat Green Bay the second time? No. So let's go ahead and let the Bears roll around and stew in their own juices. I'm I'm so I'm frustrated with the Bears, and that, don't that change your attitude on Monday morning when the Bears lose? You come when they win, you have a good attitude. Hey, the Bears won! You high fiving everybody, even though this is COVID, and you give them the the imaginary high five. I'm high fiving my cameras. Uh, uh-uh. Bears. We'll see y'all next season. Takes me into the Bulls. They're getting ready to start playing. Wow. They didn't even have enough of an off. Well, I take that back. Bulls had an offseason. Come on, Nancy. You better play your box, girl. Man, everybody uses that song now. When the Bulls used it, it was ahead of its time. And I think they should start playing it again because we have a new Bulls regime. Billy Donovan, he's young. He's proven. He's coached a few teams. Come on, Bulls. We need somebody to do some good because if it ain't the Bulls, it's going to be the Sox. And I'm... Socks are arrogant, but they both tied to Jerry Reinsdorf, his old rich tail. Mm. I'm glad the Bulls are coming back, though. Do you think the Bulls are going to do something this year? Call me, 877-711-5611. Let me know how you feel about the Bulls. I'm still not sold on them, but you know my saying is still true, and I, I will say this till I'm blue in the face. Ain't nobody fit to win regularly until LeBron James is gone. And I've seen some interesting trades out there, too, that the Bulls could use that can really build this team up. But I think we got a front office that will actually go and pursue those trades now versus John Paxson and Gar Foreman. I'm so glad that they are safely tucked away in the Bulls family. Notice I didn't say fired. Gar Foreman may be gone, but John Paxson is safely tucked away in the Bulls family. Jerry Reinsdorf is very, very loyal. Man. I wish everybody was as loyal as Jerry Reinsdorf, which brings me to talk about my man, Chuck Duncan. I'm going to talk about him in the next segment because I actually came into a goodie basket and I've been here for three plus years. I know this was all Chuck. What state are we covering? This is the Daring America Show, the United States champion of justice, fixing America's issues one state at a time. We'll be back. That's mostly based on luck. The Bears still suck. Yeah, this is the Darian America Show, the United States champion of justice, fixing America's issues one state at a time. My man, Micah D. Nelson. Man, I just need to get Micah's CD. Why am I playing? And I know he got hundreds of songs. That's like Sing Pock. <laughs> Micah D., man, be safe down there in North Kagalaki. He left us in Chicago and Indiana to take it to North Carolina. But he come back. He'll be back. All right, y'all, we're going to keep going. Talent. Talent is something that I've had a chance to really witness over this time. And the first talent, because I didn't get a chance to talk to you all about it. What you think about Mike Tyson? Hmm. Mike Tyson is 54 years old, and he just recently had to fight. Now, it went away just as fast as it came. Yeah, nobody's really talking too much about Tyson and Roy Jones. But I got to tell you, man, Mike is a beast. And to me, he's still the baddest man on the planet. Mike is unstoppable. How you feel about Mike? Call me, 877-711-5611, and say how you feel about Mike. 
I don't know if I would pay to see Mike fight again because Mike need to fight the youngins, and I don't know who all the youngins are. I really stopped following boxing, and when Mike left it, you know, I mean, Lennox Lewis, Lennox was a beast, but I think if Mike wasn't on that tomfoolery, I would have loved to see Mike Tyson and Lennox Lewis really compete because once Mike lost to Buster Douglas, that was it. I didn't really care for Mike anymore. But for 54, and he fought Roy Jones Jr., Mike was good. And Roy was doing that. <laughs> Roy looked like somebody's uncle for real. Like, I'm sorry, Roy. I'm not going to mess with you. I mean, Roy probably still would knock you out if you messed with him. But Roy looked like somebody's 51-year-old uncle. His, I mean, he had man boobs, and his six-pack was like a two-and-a-half pack, and Roy was trying to do his thing. But Roy is Roy. Is Roy. So he did threw a couple of his, his uh, trademark shots at Mike, and Mike, you know, just going forward and took him. We, everybody said they just did that for money. I think it was bigger than money because, as we all know, if you don't know, Mike Tyson is one of the biggest CBC, is it CBD? Yeah, CBD salesmen in the world right now. Mike making millions off of weed. Yeah. So did he really need to go in a ring and fight anybody? Not necessarily. I don't think Mike did. Roy might have needed some money, and they became lotto winners as soon as they fought each other. That's how I look at the people who get into athletics, especially if you've played. So what if they started an old man league? Like, would you pay money for that? I, now, I know the three-on-three, they've tried to do it, and Ice Cube has been running that, and he's, he's trying. I don't know if I want to see old men play basketball. You know, once they're done, they're done, and I think you need to really stretch that because there's more than just men that play. I would love to see Cheryl Miller play today. I would watch Cheryl. I would watch Cheryl Swoops. Them girls could play. I guess my biggest issue with women's basketball is that they didn't really come, you know, they didn't do anything to them. They made the ball smaller because they smaller hands traditionally, but Brittany Greider, I mean, I know her hands are probably bigger than mine, and she can dunk still. But either way, I kind of like seeing the women play ball. I like when they're playing when they're playing in control, and I don't like to see this madness where girls are flopping all over the court and they just doing crazy layups and it don't make sense. No, I like to see the girls that can play, that play controlled. And there are a lot of them out there. Diane Taurasi, she was one of them. You know, I love Rebecca Lobo, even though once she got to the league, they kind of shut her down. And look at me, I'm talking about women that are, and you never call this word to a woman. So, Nancy, cover your ears. <laughs> they old! <laughs> Nancy looking at me like, man, I shake you. It is what it is, though. I mean, Rebecca Lobo is old. Cheryl Swoops is old. Cheryl Miller is very old. But that's only in their, their athletics. Would you kick Cheryl Miller? Well, I'm not going to use Cheryl. Cheryl's not a good example. Let's go Cheryl Swoops. Would you kick Cheryl Swoops out the bed if you're a guy? <laughs> I, mean, I said if you're a guy because I know there's some ladies out there. Cheryl can get it. Well, if you want to give it to Cheryl, you go right ahead. But how you feel about Cheryl? Call me 877 711 So I started this segment off talking about talent. And I do want to do a talent day here. And I think I'm going to do it next week because it's right before the Christmas season. So if you got a little talent, you got a, a CD that you done made. If you done made it in mom's basement, I hope you mastered it. Do not put any curse words in here. I I don't want, I can't do it. The first time I get, let me tell you how much a fine is from the FCC. Now, I want you to come close and listen. A fine for a swear word from the FCC is $150,000.
Yeah. I'm saying it. It's 150 grand. So I'm a uh, Chuck Duncan, and I started talking about him in the end of the last segment. I love Chunk. Chuck, call him Chunk. <laughs> I love Chuck, and I know Chuck made that goodie bag. I love it. But Chuck ain't finna be like, yeah, Darren, it's only 150000 You know, there's no problem. Chuck will call me in his office. And Chuck loved me, and I love Chuck. But he would look me dead in the face and be like, you got to go, bruh. Yeah, Chuck will fire me if I'm dropping swear words on the air. So don't put it in your music, please. I want to give you some airplay. It's not much, but it's something. And I want to interview you. You can take this and make it a part of your demo reel, and we can listen to you perform live. And there's a treat at the end of, to, of next week's show. My favorite artist. He'll be in the building, and he's going to perform. Yeah. So who is that? Call me, 877-711-5611. You can inbox me on Facebook. You can send me email. I got email, too. You know what? Send it to my Gab email because I am a producer mainly, and they let me have this little time on the air. dsims.gab8 at gmail. dsims.gab, the number eight, at gmail. Email me. You want to be a part of this. I mean, I'm going to have people here regardless, so if you'd like to be a part, be a part of it. I want to I put your talent out there because there's a lot of talent that goes unheard. You know, I was woofing last week about, well, not last week because Kamea shut me down. <laughs> but the week before, I was woofing about Chicago rappers. I don't know who they are. I don't. But I'm an old man. I ain't trying to listen to rap music. If I need to still listen to rap music, we're talking about I'm making bands. <laughs> Y'all know what bands are. If you don't know, ask somebody that's a little more popular than me. But you're getting your money's on and you're doing all. I don't think that people live like that. I do believe that's why well, I guess I kind of filtered towards the older rap because I do believe they had to sell drugs to survive. I think the notorious B.I.G. sold drugs. I think that Jay-Z sold drugs. I don't know if Tupac did. You know, everybody, they, they always give Pac a pass. But Pac came from different coasts and he actually evolved into the Tupac that we all knew. He may have sold drugs. I think you had to back then because you was trying to put some money. You couldn't just put that money in the bank. The bank was going to grab you. Hi, I'm Darian D. Silk Sims, the host of the Darian America Show. And I want to let you know that you're listening to the podcast version of the Darian America Show, which airs every Saturday from 2 to 3 p.m. on WCGO Radio. Tune in live from 1590 a.m. and 95.9 f.m. in the Chicagoland area, WCGORadio.com, or watch the live feed at Facebook.com slash WCGORadio. The latest podcast episode becomes available every Sunday. You can find it, rate it, and subscribe to it on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio. If you'd like to get in touch about the show or inquire about sponsorship opportunities and rates, please reach out to DarianAmerica at Hotmail.com. Okay, back to the show. Yeah. This is the Darian America Show, the United States champion of justice, fixing America's issues one state at a time. Yeah, that Fabe soul, that new soul. Yes, sir. Fabe is hot, man. Fabe is hot. Fabian soul. He is hot. Look him up, y'all. And he. this is a duet, too. I didn't get to the duet part. We'll get to it. So when the song goes out, you know, all that good stuff. But we are covering the state of loneliness, man. How many of y'all out there lonely? I mean, you could tell me. It's okay. You're telling me and the 35 fans I got. <laughs> but it's okay. It's okay. Loneliness 
is this, especially this time of year, a lot of people cry lonely during the holidays. And the first thing I want to say to you is don't let the calendar dictate your days of lonely. Because if you're lonely on Thanksgiving, if you're lonely on uh, Christmas, you're lonely all year long. Some of my people still hitting me, man. Let me let them know I'm back. My feed died. I was, I don't know, trying to do extra. You're always trying to do extra stuff, man. And when you do extra stuff, extra stuff happens. But don't let the calendar dictate to you about being lonely. So what makes you feel so lonely? Let's just throw it out there, man. Yeah. When you want from that individual, let's just say relationships. I'm going to start there. You can be lonely in a relationship. You can be with somebody who doesn't make you feel the way that you want to feel. You're giving them this opportunity and you're giving them the best that you got. And they just look at you like, nah. Well, yeah, you can be lonely in a relationship. Does that mean you need to cut the relationship off? Well, it depends. What is it that that person does that makes you feel lonely? I mean, do you look for that that loving in, in public, you know, public displays of affection? Maybe they're not good at that. But when they get you home, they snatching your clothes off and they all over you. It's like, man, but you couldn't even hold my hand when we was outside. Is that a red flag? It's something to consider. Because if this individual can't hold your hand in public, if they get around people and they start acting a certain type of way, it may be a certain type of way they feel about you. And it's okay to ask those questions. You should be asking the question of your mate. you like, man, do you want to be here? And if they flat out giving you other answers, then you have to decide what to do. Ain't nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with ever speaking to your mate about something that's troubling you, especially in a relationship. You know, I know what it feels like. I've been in a room, a crowded room, packed from pillar to post, and I feel lonely. And I know if I can feel lonely, what makes me bigger than you? Everybody out there has that feeling. What do you do about it? I have a child who, for whatever reason, he does not believe his own Kool-Aid. He ain't drinking his own Kool-Aid. He is one of the best people that I know. And he's still young yet. I adore him. But he has moments where he feels lonely. And it ain't nothing I can do about it. Is it a chemical thing? You know, we all have our, our beliefs. But I try to let him know, man, you can come and talk to me whenever. And there's nothing I can do other than say it to him, say it out loud. You need to be having those conversations with people, especially in a relationship. If you're lonely in your relationship and your man ain't making you feel good or your woman ain't making you feel good, you can do bad by yourself. You have to figure it out. But don't let the holidays dictate that. Yeah, I know we the commercials, they're going to beat us over the head. We sitting there watching TV. Happy holidays and everything. I, I love that commercial, too. <laughs> I remember that commercial. But that commercial does not define me. You know, I've never been a part of a household where I had mom and dad be there and they both put things together. I mean, maybe when I was younger, before I could really remember. But my father passed when I was five. So he's been gone and my mom has been doing everything. It ain't like she chose to do it. It ain't like she took me and packed me up and we went and got another place. No, she, she's been doing the best she can with the hand she's dealt. I can't do nothing but honor her for that. And I'll never have that mother and father thing. You know, I was a parent. Well, I'm still a parent. <laughs> and 
we tried to be good parents to those kids and it didn't work out. So they didn't have the tradition of being in the house, being with mom and dad and, you know, celebrating, but they still celebrated Christmas. What makes you lonely? Call me at 877-711-5611. Let me know what it is that makes you lonely because here's the best way to fix it to me. You have to talk to people. You can't sit around and just let lonely win. I mean, if you call somebody and they hang up, call the next person. It's family the, the answer. You know, you don't pick your blood. You pick your family. And I can say out loud, no, nah, I'm not close. with. I don't pick up the phone and call my family on a regular. I don't love them any less. I don't hate them. Why would I hate them? They haven't done anything to me. Even if they're saying stuff about me behind my back, I can't do nothing about the things I cannot control. We have to get that into our, our makeup. You can't control everything. You can't make everybody happy. First place is to make you happy. And you're not happy because you're being lonely and you're sitting around. And these holidays are coming and you're sitting in the house and it's like, man, I, I can't call my best friend. Why can't you? Your best friend is your family. And if they decide that they're going to take and be around the people that they have their blood related to, okay, that's fine. Why can't you go over there? I called all my boys, Mama, Mama. It was Mama Branson, Mama Bradley, you know, Grandma Spaulding, and Mama Powell. It don't matter. You know, Mama Stallworth. Those were my family. Those were my, fa those were my parents. Those were my mothers, along with June Colbert Brandt Bowman Sims. That's my mama. And she wasn't mad if I looked at somebody else as a mom because it takes a village. So if it takes a village to raise one, why wouldn't it take a village to solve your loneliness? If you're only looking for it to come from a, a mate, that's a problem. A mate is good to be with. They are supposed to take the place and become your best friend. I get it. But they're their own person before they met you. They've had lives before they met you. They met you and now they're trying to continue a life on with you. And hopefully they can be there to help you through this loneliness, but you can be lonely and be married. It's people who have done that. They're in these relationships where they're like, man, but they want to try to make it work because they signed the contract and they took the oath in front of God. They're trying, but they can still be lonely. It could be a chemical thing. What if you grab that person and be like, man, just come with me and I'm going to sit you down with my family. You know, the people that I, that I share the same blood type with. They may not be your people, but you got to try. Don't let the calendar dictate to you how you should feel. That's not your time. I don't give a damn if Christmas, Christmas is every day for me. You know why? Because I'm still here. It's so many that aren't. We just lost tiny Tim Lester. Debo. Debo. Come on, man. When you look at that, he was a big man. Him, Michael Clark Duncan. They cut from the cloth of they're in stop. They're impenetrable. Both those men are gone. And I bet you if you were to if you could ask Debo one last question, do you still want to be here? I bet you 99 times out of 100, unless he was suffering, because I don't I still don't know what he passed from. But before he was sick, I bet you he'll say, yeah, I want to be here. This is the only place we know. I don't want to go anywhere else. I want to be here, but I don't want people to be sitting around lonely. If you're lonely. Call me, 877-711-5611. Nancy, I'll talk to you for a minute. 
<laughs> Nancy will talk to you. I'll talk to you. I'm not complaining about people when they're being lonely because that's real. People can be depressed. One of my best friends in the world, he was like, dude, I'm, I'm suffering depression. And I look at this guy and I'm like, quit playing. What you depressed foe. Man, get out of here. You pretty. You got gear. You got stuff. He was like, no, I'm depressed. And I didn't take it seriously at first. What if he would have just been like, you know what? I came to the one person in the world I felt like that I could talk to, and he brushed me off, and then he ended himself. And then I'll be sitting here like, oh, I ain't take him seriously, duh. No, man. If somebody comes to you and they tell you that they're lonely, they mean it. It's, it's not phony. You, you may not have the right answer. You may not have the answer that can fix it. But the one thing that can fix it is time. Give them a little bit of time. And you may not have the words to say. Maybe it's nothing for you to say. And those five minutes that you spend with them, it could be five minutes of pure bliss and ecstasy for them because they don't get it often. Don't let the calendar dictate your mood. Look, I said I wasn't going to talk about it, but I'm going to talk about it. COVID-19 is real. I think it's real. It's here. We're doing the best we can with the hand we dealt. We're walking around with masks on, and I truly appreciate the American grit because people are walking around with their mask, and they're, they're spacing. You know, and I get people look at me if I don't have my mask on because I'm not going to say I wear it all the time. But if I'm somewhere and I need to have it on, they give you that look like, good. I put the mask on. It's doable. You got to make sure that you're giving these people what they need. Nobody suffers in silence. Not on my watch. We'll be coming back after this, y'all. The Chronicles of the American Night brought to you by WCGO 1590. Let's get it. Let's go. New Fabian Soul. Yeah. This is the Darian America Show. Come on, Ramona. Mm. My girl Ramona doing her thing, man. Ramona Hernandez. She got a new last name, too. I'm, I'm going to learn it. I swear next week I'll have Ramona's new last name. But I love her music, man. I, man. Everybody who appears on this show has taken time to grace my karaoke mics. Micah D, Crucellus, Fabe Soul. And Fabe's so dope, he don't even do nobody else's music. To hear Fabian sing somebody else's song, it'd be like, ooh. It dope with it, but I'm used to Fabe's soul. Big boys do it better. All right. The Chronicles of the American Night brought to you by WCGO 1590 AM, Simulcast 95.9 FM. Nancy, Drew, are you ready to get down? I'm ready. She don't sound ready. She's ready. She's just back there like, I'm ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> ready to go. Ready to go home. <laughs> ready to go. I got you. But you got to do these chronicles first. Okay. Mm. Dear Darian, my wife died almost two years ago, leaving me and our six-year-old daughter to mourn. About nine months ago, a neighbor started visiting. Our daughters are friends and often have play dates and sleepovers. The problem is she dresses extremely sexy. And I like and and likes to get real close when she talks. She gives long hugs that feel inappropriate. I've tried to let her know I'm not interested in dating anyone. The loss of my wife is still too painful, and I tried and yeah, it's too painful to try to start a new relationship. Okay, I got you. I don't want to end our daughter's friendship, but I don't care to see mom 
the girl's mom. <laughs> How can I make her understand I'm not interested in her and not to destroy our daughter's friendship? Mm. I got some ideas. What do you think, Nancy? Mm. Okay. Well, I, I'm assuming <laughs> you know she's interested in you. She's just not like this with everybody. Mm. I'm assuming that. Mm. Um, I think the best thing to do is approach her and let her know that you're picking up on some stuff mm. and you don't want um, any issues with the friendship with the, your daughters. Mm. So I'm just not ready to go into a relationship, say something like that. I don't, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm thinking that mm-hmm. if you were to put it out there, that's probably the best thing to do. She'll probably, you know, retreat a little bit, I, mm. I would think. See, Nancy liked to talk to people, man. I- <laughs> <laughs> okay, come on, Jerry. You're just going to be like, just run. Uh, no, see, I, didn't, I, won't, I don't think you should run, but I, I like that talking angle. But I'm going to show you how you should deal with it. See, I'm only a few credits short of my psychology degree. And as a ghetto celebrity, I say that a lot, I got fame and no fortune. I get a lot of people approach me and I would take this angle with it. Approach her as I'll say this out loud, how homosexuals, when they approach me, because I am kind of fly, you know, hey, it is what it is. And when they come in, I'm very uncomfortable. I treat them as though I would be treating a man and not saying that they aren't men. I mean, they're homosexuals. They are men. But, you know, give it a brother man dap. Hey, what's up, sweetheart? Clap hands up high. Get that one hand up and hit him with the shoulder. Boom. You know, already put your, your your defenses up. Put that space in there. Treat her like you treat one of the boys. And I know she may, you know, throw it at you. And if you're thinking that she's throwing it at you, if you start treating her like one of the guys, she's going to get ticked off real quick, real fast. And she's not going to come at you like that. My thing, though, I believe that if she does start dating somebody, and, and, and it must be another problem with her, too. She may not be easy on the eyes. But if she starts dating somebody else and she completely turns her attention away from you, how are you going to deal with it? So I understand, man, you know, losing that mate, that loved one. She left you the morning. You're still mourning. You're not ready for that. Don't end the girl's relationship, man. Let them be friends until they don't want to be friends anymore. But you treat her like one of the boys. You know, if she wants to dress sexy, you put on your biggest jogging suit and you dap her like one of the boys. You put that shoulder in. You, Hey, what's up, bruh? Call her, bruh. Treat her like one of the boys, she'll get the message, and she'll back off, and the kids will still be playing together. And you might have just picked up you a homie. Love a friend? (laughs) Okay, Nancy, let's go to the next one. That's my advice. Treat her like one of the homies. So, Dear Darian, I have been spending more time with my friend, her husband, and their three kids. Initially, I thought we'd get along well. I adore the children. Three and one-year-old twins. I know about twins. They ain't no punk, man. That's two babies. Mm. I started noticing some habits that are disturbing to me. Mom smokes weed all day, leaving her sleeping a lot. The kids are running around unsupervised because mom is knocked out. Their house is now filthy. And the kids always seem extra hungry. Seeing how they live left these thoughts about these babies and I fear for their safety. Before I just walk away, I had a thought about trying to talk to mom and dad about the condition of their house and their children. Is it better to just walk away or should I try to help them? I don't want to call child services, but I almost feel like someone needs to intervene. What do you Ooh. think, Nancy? Mm. Wow. Mm, that's a lot. Yeah, there there is a lot there. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so mom, mom is smoking weed mm-hmm. and she's knocked out. Mm-hmm. Where's dad during these times? 
I'm going to assume um, he at work or something. He gone. Yeah, maybe he he's there. at work. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But um, I would definitely say, here I go with my conversation again, <laughs> right? Have a conversation. Yeah, I would say that you would need to talk to them. I mean, those babies do need somebody looking out for them, mm. especially, you know, if they're hungry and stuff, you can definitely bring them food, mm. um, be there for the, the kiddos. But I really think an intervention is mm. in order and that your first step is to maybe talk to them and offer, hey, let me let me come help you clean. Um, maybe I can watch the kids kids mm-hmm. once a week hmm. um hey you know you want to smoke pot there's there's nothing really wrong with that necessarily but so. <laughs> let's try to work on if there's an issue and they need a little bit more help hmm. like a 12-step program or hmm. something like that or if it's just a matter of hey you need to smoke pot when the kids are in bed. Hmm. So I was to open up that line of communication. And <laughs> if they're really, really in danger, then you only have one other thing to do. Nancy, but I'd start always there. be talking to him, man. Talk to him, Nancy. Well, <laughs> you definitely don't want to go there. Well, Darian, you nah. don't want to go there and and call, you know, Child nah. Protective Service if yeah, yeah, if yeah. you know they I get that could have helped but you I definitely don't want to keep them in danger so well i'm gonna say they this just need some a good friend i'll say this you know nancy's never wrong she's not wrong oh so my don't goodness i don't <laughs> i don't think that calling child protective services unless you've seen something in there that they need to be called on and if it gets to that point you definitely need to address them but i'm gonna say this if you're not supposed to be in their environment you know you don't be in their environment. You do your best with the hand that you're dealt. And it may be having a conversation with them could be cool. You know, cool mom just said, why are you always smoking while I'm here? Why are you smoking while they're here? you going to sleep? You might need to leave that alone. It does do that to you. Marijuana is a downer. So you can't be high off marijuana and start to take care of your kids. I get it. You got to do it a little bit better. But you being the person that's sitting there and you're seeing all of this, yeah, conversation is probably good. But make sure you're getting yourself squared away, too. You know, why are you spending that much time with them? Maybe this is letting you know, that, okay, you say, you've seen them and you spent the time with them. You need to start spending time with yourself and let them figure it out. You ain't got no kids, and it's a reason to that. Maybe you don't want them. Maybe you couldn't have them. But they got to figure it out, long as the kids aren't in too much danger. So, man, this time goes too fast, y'all. It's Daring America Show, United States Champion of Justice. I'll see y'all next Saturday. And you've been listening to the Darian America Show, brought to you by WCGO 1590 AM, Simulcast 95.9 FM. We air each and every Saturday from 2 to 3 p.m. Central Time. This is Darian America saying thank you for tuning in.